You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Deface. What up, what up, what up? And yes, yes, welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. We are not dead. We are coming back alive. Just a little bit over a week this time. We're getting closer to that week mark, Monster, where we're putting these back together in each week. Uh, but this one I'm excited about, of course, here with me today. As always, ladies and gentlemen, the man himself, Monster D-Face. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Keeping busy as usual. Uh, been on the grind. It's been awesome, dude. I'm looking forward to another episode. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, before the show, we y'all guys are going to hear some segments we put in here on my son. We got to, we got to talk to my son a little bit about, uh, about Fortnite, so I'm excited to, for you guys to hear that, but... Also, right, we, we saw, if you follow Monster at all, you probably saw a little video of him with his daughter this week we're going to talk a little bit about. So we're, we're, you know, we're going to talk about everything surrounding Fortnite, because that's what we do here on the Fortnite Podcast. If you guys aren't following us, make sure you go over to Twitter and follow us at the Fortnite Podcast. Myself, 2.TX, and then Monster, Monster D-Face, especially for all the exciting things going on. But Monster, let's just jump into it, man. It's been a crazy kind of week, up and down, past couple weeks, really. Last time we talked a little bit about some of the negativity around the game. But it seems like this keeps climbing. I, I called this section in our notes fake news because that's how I feel about this. Okay, that's how I really starting to like forget about what people are saying. I, I'm literally at the point where I'm like, bro, I'm sick of hearing this. And so I just got to ask you, is Fortnite really as bad of a place as the vocal you know, Twitter population makes it seem right now? I mean, it, it seems like we're getting every time we turn around, we're getting bashed like, hey, the game doesn't succeed the game's not to where i want it is 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 are we really is it really that bad out here no it's crazy people are actually crazy there's a post on reddit it was posted nine hours ago the question or the title was is fortnite actually dying the dude took a screenshot world cup two qualifiers where everyone in the competitive community believed was the peak of fortnite Hundred and thirty-six thousand people competed and then he compared it to a screenshot of fncs duos we're talking two weeks ago how many players competed? 137,000 competed two weeks ago. So how can the game be dying if we have even more people qualifying or playing for the competitive season versus when we did a World Cup season, which was arguably the peak of competitive. So people are uh, just trying to manipulate, I guess, the, the community by running these crazy hashtags and stuff. They're, they're crazy. They're crazy. Isn't the power of influence interesting here because all of a sudden it's not number one on Twitch for a few days or a few weeks and people start losing it, you know, all of a sudden, you know, people's, you know, people that were streaming Fortnite, their numbers are going down. Oh my gosh, Ninja only has, you know, 10,000 people watching him on Mixer, right? Like only. people are freaking out. It's like, first off, we're all stuck at home. So I doubt anybody's going to watch one stream the entire time by itself. I mean, last week I turned on Tim, Tim, the tap man, and he had a hundred and 10,000 people today i turned him on he had 70 okay 70 grand I'm, I'm sure he's he's probably like man where'd my 30 grand go but i guarantee you he's like hey i'm happy to have 70 right like the reality is more people are streaming more content's getting created it's getting dispersed across and then new stuff is coming out yeah no we live in a really great time for gaming i don't remember the last time i ever actually looked at games to play and felt like oh snap i have a variety of fire games yeah fortnite's pretty cool i still love it love to grind it's obviously loads of fun we got call of duty crushing it mad fun great experience valorant which we will talk about because that's what's hot right now right yeah. like we're good for gaming right we want if anything all the games to be in a great place right to continue to push and have fun and have good things to play 
What about this mindset of like, Fortnite's got to be the best. If it's not the best, I don't want to play it. I think that goes for everything, man. People just have this ego that's so fragile. And I feel like when that ego gets hurt, man, they try to drag everyone down with them. Uh, the amount of pros announcing that they are like stepping away from the game, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And they're trying to, I guess, drag their audiences down with them. Like, dude, you stopped performing as a comp player like years ago. What do you mean you're quitting? You've been quit when you stopped like winning and practicing, right? And then they try to make these grand announcements. Like, why, dude? You're only hurting yourself. Uh, I love all the ones where people are like making announcements they're moving on to another game and everybody's like, oh, so you couldn't win in Fortnite, so you're moving on to another game. You think it's going to work that way. <laughs> uh, those are the best comments. But I mean, then you do have people that I highly respect, like Psalms, right? Who is one of the best people. He's been on the show. We love him. He's a great competitor, great human being. He loves Fortnite. He's said he loved Fortnite too. You know, obviously he's made a lot of money in Fortnite, but he also is saying things like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go play Valor. I'm going to go move on. I, I'm sick and tired of dealing with, you know, the child, child, childish ways of Fortnite. So, like, what about those people? What, what, I mean, what do you have to say to people like, oh, well, look at Psalms. He's leaving. You think about someone like Psalms who's been a veteran in multiple esports communities, competitive communities. His, I think, bottom words are something like, I can't wait to get away from these kids or yeah. something like that, too. So it's not just a matter of, hey, yeah, the game's, not very competitive um, in nature as far as the, the devs approach to it, right? Because we know the shenanigans that uh, we, we've had to deal with, right? From the comp scene, we look at it as the WWE is kind of our, has been our like analogy. Um, along with it, the, the young atmosphere, the player base, dude, comes the drama. No one wants to be a part of drama. I hate being in the middle of drama and somehow I get caught in it. And that's just me expressing my opinion sometimes. Yeah, I know. I, I completely agree. I mean, uh, you even get people that, you know, have opinions about like the video you put out of your daughter playing Fortnite, sure. right? Uh, you, 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 and I mean, for everybody that didn't see it, you know, he posts a little video of guess what? His daughter playing Fortnite and enjoying it. Uh, I mean, th what made you do that monster? What made you post that video? So the night before hashtag RAP Fortnite was trending on Twitter and people really thought like they were doing something crazy they're changing the world yes we're you know down with Fortnite. we're, we're, we're telling epic what we want yeah yeah like and i'm just thinking to myself like you guys cannot be serious this is like the same thing you guys did with the mechs and when you did that i spoke up then like hey listen i get it hashtag nerf the mechs or whatever you or vault the mechs i was like listen you're not gonna do that like we need to come together and come up with solutions not spam hashtags to just get them trending and create yeah. frustration with the dev team so Long story short, if you guys did not check out the Twitter video, I'll give you the context. I woke up, I was fueled up by all the shenanigans going on on Twitter, and I saw her playing Fortnite. I was like, oh, look, perfect, bright and early. So I asked her, what are you doing? She's like cranking and creative. And I said, do you have a Twitter? She says, no. It's like, good, because uh, that means she has no idea that hashtag rip Fortnite is trending around the world, and she is having a ball yeah. this morning playing Fortnite. Nothing's yeah. changed. Yeah, same for my son. Um, and uh, in fact, we talked to Cambrick a little bit about Fortnite and uh, and how he he feels about it. Let's let's jump over to that section real quick. So I have my son here today with me, Monster, my my Fortnite son that I've talked about a lot on the show. Cambrick, say hello to everybody. Hello. Are you uh, you nervous? Uh, Talking the mic. 
Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Well, we'll make it easy. We talk about Fortnite a lot at home, don't we? Yeah. All right. So we're going to start with this. I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. You just yeah. tell me the quick answers and tell me your opinion. All right? Does that sound like a good deal? Kind of what we talk about at home a lot, right? Yeah. All right. We're going to start here. Do you like Fortnite more now than you did before? And Yes. And why? Why do you like it more now? Um, because it's like so bigger maps and like they have cooler places like to go, like the agency, the shark, and you could get like super mythic guns like the Goading Grappler and like um Sky Scart, which is a spammer weapon in the game. Which, yeah, a lot of people want them to take that out, even the Tommy gun. Yeah, well, you talk to me a lot about, like, going on the map and killing Deadpool and how fun this season is. Has this season been one of the funnest seasons you've had? The most fun seasons you've had? Yeah. Why do you like this season so much? Because they just added, like, a new Deadpool character and, like, Deadpool challenges. You like all the challenges and everything they did this year or this season? Yeah. What do, you, what do you and your friends do a lot on Fortnite? What's the thing we, you do the most? Um, you play creative in like 1v1s and do fashion shows. Yeah. What are fashion shows for everybody that doesn't know? Um, fashion shows are like what, um, what's like, it called? You like wear your different skins? Yeah, wear different skins and like people have to choose you. Oh, yeah, they judge you? To win. That's cool. You've won one, haven't you? Yeah. Uh-oh, I got a fashion show winner. All you punks out there winning cash cups. I got a fashion show winner over here, all right? Uh, what do you think about the skins and this guess year? guess what? what? One of not, like, probably almost the one of the worst skins in the game, Snorkel Ops. Oh, Snorkel Ops? And I won with that. Oh, man, that's a good <laughs> I one. I look so sweaty with it. <laughs> all right, what, what, do you like this season of skins? Do you like the skins they're coming out with lately? Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Better than before? Yes, but probably next season is probably going to be a better season because probably they're going to make like a Marvel season. So you're even more excited about next season. And you love this season, but you even think next season is going to be better? Yeah? Because of Marvel season, I bet you. What about other streamers? What about all your, like, you told me Ninja's not playing as much and you love Ninja. He's not playing as much anymore. How does it make you feel that other streamers aren't playing Fortnite anymore? I just don't care. Yeah? Because I don't really watch any streamers anymore, except for, like, YouTube videos, like, Home of Games, to figure out what's going to come out. Yeah? You, you like Home of Games? Uh, me and Monster looked him up before the show. It's like 3.3 3 million people, Monster. 3 million. This guy's got... I didn't even know who he was. Well, that's exciting, man. So you love Fortnite just as much now as you, you did before, right? Is that, and everybody that's listening can't see you shaking your head. So you have to use words. I know that. So do you like the season as much as you did before? Yes. Awesome. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. So Monster, obviously some funny answers from my son. You know, we, we, we ran through it with him a couple of times, letting him just tell his own answers, right? We heard it and he said it multiple ways when we were going through there. I didn't coach him on any of these answers. I mean, you saw it raw footage from the very beginning. Uh, I think our hardest thing was to get him to actually talk in the microphone because he kept going back and forth. That eventually put him in my lap, right? 
But what I think is so funny about his perspective and what's so interesting about his perspective and your daughter's perspective is Fortnite's in a great spot. It's, it's basically getting better every season, right? Every time I turn around, the game seems to be getting better and better. But if you turn on social media, you look at Twitter, all of a sudden Fortnite's dying. So you have this one world where we discover new, you know, YouTube sensations like the game. What was it? Home of Games that, that my son mentioned who has 3 million views, right? Like, or 3 million subscribers. And we both had no idea. Like if Fortnite's dying, people like that guy can't be growing, but somehow they are. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I said, um, Fortnite's approach has always been, let's hit the most amount of people we can hit. And it's been no surprise that the Fortnite competitive community has always been the smallest, right? Our voice is the, the minus 1%, dude. At this point, it feels like we're working in the negative numbers here because you guys are clearly not reaching the sound waves the way we're supposed to. But the competitive scene is, we come second, right? The casual community, the masses come first. Uh, how can we get more players to download the game to fall in love with the experience that we all did when we first jumped in? And how do you keep the competitive community happy at the same time? I think they have been, you know, fumbling on the communication, but the fumbling comes from our fueling of the frustration that we give to them because it's almost like we can never uh, be happy as a comp community. Yeah. And there are some things that I think they can do better, starting with the patch notes, Fortnite, bring it back. Because we want it. The but, podcast is going to start asking again, I guess, for them to bring it back, bro. Because we, we, last time bring it back. and then we brought it back after they heard us. We're going to ask again. Bring them back, Epic. Bring me back. Bring me back. The, the I, think, I think that would be the, the perfect step to get in the right direction. Get on the good side of the comp community. So at least, yeah, you know what? We'll deal with the craziness. But hey, we know what's coming. Give us the roadmap. Give us the roadmap. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned the cop scene, like, why, why does the comp scene feel this way? Like, can you tell everybody? Can you tell the people that don't watch competitive Fortnite? Even for me, I, I even watch the stuff and I don't even understand why they're so pissed off all the time. Like, what, what, what is it, man? Why is the comp scene in such a weird position right now? I think the problem was the chaos engine. When Fortnite introduced the new change to the chaos engine, a lot of the pro players really felt like, oh man, the servers are taking a step back. It feels a lot laggier. And we knew this was coming. We knew it. They said it was coming. They said, hey, listen, things are going to be a little rough because we're, in we're implementing something new, but they had to take two steps backwards to, you know, to hit this hurdle that's right. coming up in front of them. They needed to charge it up. So we're still in that like, you know, state of, hey man, things aren't quite ready, but people want competition so bad. They're so eager for it. They're still trying to provide. Another problem, which I don't know why this is a problem. Maybe you can give me your insight on this too loud, or maybe some listeners, you know, leave the comment, hit us up. They are mad, or a, a, a big majority are really upset that console has their own equal prizing in the region and mobile to the PC. Why are people mad that someone else can make the bag, make the money, find a way to, you know, in, enjoy their competitive experience and get paid for it? People are really upset that there's more opportunity I'll to make you more money. I'll tell you why. It's because they feel like they're better players. Say the, the middle ground of PC players are better than the high players of, of console, but the middle players of PC aren't making any money. So how, why should the console players that are really good at console make more money than the middle grade PC players? That's literally what it goes down to. Like if you boil the arguments down, that's what they'll come to is like, but we're better. We should be able to make as much money. And the reality is like, hey, guess what? You can go play any platform you want to make money. 
You just got to invest That's the what time. I said. So why are we why are we punishing? Why are we talking down about say console players or whatever, vice versa, about the other the other brand because you don't play that way because you don't play on that platform? That's your fault, bro. It's not mine. I I saw some pro players that were like, especially controller ones, uh, going back to console and like thrashing on some of the weekends just to like make some bucks. There's, it, it's not it's not do a, what you need to do, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not out of the question for some people to go make some money if you really want it. That's your you know your bottom line. I hey, actually I it. actually applaud the the PC controller players because number one, if you have anything negative to say about it, look how hard it is to get there. Okay, like just look at the numbers statistically across the board. Every tournament we've ever had, there is a small percentage of controller players. Sure, has that per, has have the number of controller players probably increased? Yes, but you know why? Because a lot of them went and bought a PC because they heard about this in game. Right in Fortnite, two three years ago, whenever it was, they they heard about it and they're like, "Oh, I gotta get in on this." And the only way to get there is to really play on PC in these competitive lobbies. And so they just took their skill of being of being a controller player, aka Aiden, and then took it to and made money. Right, like that's the reality. And so they they played on their platform. I'm with you. I don't understand why they get salty about that. Like everybody has an equal chance. Yeah, and that's crazy. So that, that that's the that's the bottom line. So the two big things about the competitive community that are they're really upset is for some reason the pricing is high on the priority there. The servers, which I totally sympathize, uh, sympathize with, has been an issue for them. And then, you know, we don't really get too crazy with the decisions of the loot pool, but this has always been a problem with Fortnite. So are you surprised that we have, you know, heavy snipers in comp? Not really, right? This is something we've dealt with, these crazy items. We already know that they bring on uh, the action, right? But to I say love the least. them, dude. I hate to interrupt you, but I love the crazy items. To me, that's Fortnite, bro. You can go watch Call of Duty, right? Like, I, I like. Get me. I get Fortnite has this really, really intricate building technique that is just phenomenal, right? And it is really what pushes the game apart. But I think what also defines the game and its fun and its color and its character are these crazy items that they've always had. And I get that they're not maybe not fun, but I think part of the fun of the comp scene. If you can learn to adapt, right? The people that can learn to adapt and go like, hey, I'm going to play it no matter what. I'm going to enjoy the game no matter what. I'm going to have fun in the moments I'm really, really good. And the moments that I'm not the best, I'm just going to try my best to enjoy them. Like, I think you have to get in that mindset to be to be a pro player in Fortnite. And, and I would love to see those items continue to be in pro play. Although I think that they're complaining enough, they're not going to be. Yeah, no, honestly, think about all of the uh, competitive season to date and the new kind of turn of the chapter. We haven't seen things like Rift to go. I mean, it took forever for the launch pads to make a return. What we've seen in the comp game modes have been really, you know, kind of the, the norm, just the regular weapons, nothing really crazy. I mean, there's not even helicopters in comp. So, I mean, they're listening in some capacity. They nerfed the C4. They understood that C4 was crazy strong. They made some adjustments. They made it a lot weaker. You can only hold one in comp. So they right. made some changes. It's not like they don't care and they just disregard everything the way the general public makes it seem. Uh, it's just a matter of, hey, they're trying to balance this. It's a big balancing act. I mean, how do you feel about the balancing? Do you, do you ever like some of the crazy... I mean, you've got to cast some of these moments like we talked about before, like the sword, right? And, and, and the planes. Like You've got to cast those moments. And at its core, if you separate yourself from the integrity of, of competitive esports, that was hella fun to watch, bro. I mean, yeah, even if you look back now, the crazy clips is like people getting dragged out of the rift to go. And the, <laughs> like as a commentator, you're like, oh my gosh. Like there are really like OMG moments yeah. when 
you look at Fortnite comp from you know, the first chapter of Fortnite comp, there are OMG jaw dropping, you know, cheese grinning. Like did that just happen moments? And you feel that as a caster, as a commentator, you lose your voice up there. Now when I commentate Fortnite, I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of, it's kind of stale. It's just the, the use, right? right? It's just weapons. It's just building. It's, it's high skill. It's still respectable, but Hey, there are not crazy jaw dropping moments unless the player is performing out of his mind. I mean, I, I just want him to put, Crazy Allen's back in the game so I can watch Myth kill himself in those number of ways, right? Like we've seen throughout <laughs> his history. That's what I love. Like those moments are so fun, right? Uh, and, and seeing him do crazy things, and of course some of them happen by weird accident with him. But like those moments though seem to be what really creates the character. And although people might get mad on social media, at the end of the day, creates a lot of great publicity. I think uh, moments that people can be like, man, I better make sure I tune into that. What if I miss those moments, right? And I, I'm with you. I think that if you get it to a core game of just building in these things, some of that fun is lost. Some of those, you know, need to necessarily tune in for every single tournament. Kind of, kind of has a stale factor. If you think about what they had done at the very beginning, coming out with different items, basically when they had any event, it was actually really smart because it got it drawed people into these events as well to see like, oh crap, what's going to happen with these items? Like, you might not care about streaming. I have friends that don't care about streaming at all. They don't watch people play Fortnite ever. But guess what? They did watch when freaking Winter Royale was going on and somebody had a sword in it. They watched that crap. Like, that's the reality is, like, you also have to think about it from a viewer perspective. I get that, like, the athlete might not always like the sport. And that's why in big, big sports, we have athlete, uh, big, big, like, uh, um, athlete and player commissions, right? Like, they have, to, they have to come together as a team and talk about, like, hey, if we do an extra game in the NFL, what effect is it going to have on the player? But at the same time, they also take in perspective of, like, oh, okay, if we do do this, what does it do for the fans that engage with us, right? How much more merch do we sell as a team and what is our cut of it, right? Like all those things have to come into play. And sometimes I just feel like Fortnite is so young still in its community that maybe in another five years we turn around and all of a sudden we have this really substantial, more older group. I don't know. I mean, is, 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 is that a problem, Monster? Is the age of the competitive group really an issue? I think it really is, man. I think the problem with the, the younger demographic is one, they take a lot of the situation for granted, but even as a whole, the overall comp community was really spoiled. I mean, it kind of breaks my heart to hear people complain about the FNCS duos prizing overall when like games like Call of Duty, League of Legends, all of these other young, you know, competitive games that have a, a, a rich history of pro professional players. Yeah. None of them had the opportunities to make money the way Fortnite has allowed their players to make money. Um, but that level of comfortability has given them so much, so much of a big head, so much of a big ego that I feel bad for those guys that are switching on to other comp games when they realize how much little opportunity there is to actually compete and how much more gatekeeping there is. Because if you think, you know, practice is gate kept now when Fortnite literally allows anyone to compete on an open format, you have no idea on these other games, so how, how much harder it is to get signed and stuff Bro, like that. I just think about the, you don't moment, have a clue. Like what, what, what if they came out and they just said, okay, you guys want to complain about it so much. You guys going to get so angry. We're just going to do what the CDL did. Then call of duty. We're going to put an age restriction. 18, 18 is our new age restriction. You don't play our game and we don't give a crap about what you say until you turn 18. Like, I mean, dude, imagine that like a lot of the games, 
League of Legends already had a hard enough time with his community, but it's still set in an age an age group, right? Like all these esports had to end up putting in an 18-year-old age group. And it's not because they didn't want a bigger like pool to pull from. Of course they do. That's stupid. They all want to let 13-year-old kids play. But the reality is, and I've I've heard this out of the mouths of some people in the industry, they don't want to deal with the drama from the younger crowds. Right. Because yeah, the thing is, is. is, they're not mature enough to really know what needs to happen in this business world. And we're asking all of a sudden we're, we're saying, hey, treat us like a real professional sport, like an e-sport. But yet we're expecting 13 year olds to act like a LeBron James in the NBA. You know what I mean? Keep his mouth shut, say certain things, do certain stuff like don't get fined right now. The CDL's up in hands. They, this past weekend, they had to play games online, and a lot of the pro players that have played on comp for years are like pissed. And guess what? They can't say anything because they'll get fined. What if Fortnite starts fining players that play in cups? That's fine. You can play it, in our cups, but if you say anything, you're going to get fined. It's funny that you say that. One team, Merkin, which is a smaller kind of org within the Fortnite space, but the clan Merkin, they find one of their players. And the entire Fortnite community went up in flames against that org. And they were just tearing them down, talking about how bad of an org they are for doing it. Oh, you guys suck. And they started targeting the CEO. And it got so bad that... <laughs> I know, so I know. silly. But the CEO was literally like, uh, okay, fine. I'll take back the, the, the fine or whatever. And they ended up... I think they ultimately ended up releasing the player. But like, it's so silly that like these, these kids can create such a fire underneath your social media that you're like, all right, all right, relax. Yeah, that real like, businessmen like, are like, what the heck? Exactly. It's like, you know, when a, if a baby's crying, you're just like, dude, what does he want? Let's just give it to him, right? Food, diaper change, bath, bath attention, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to him, get him quiet, right? It felt the same way or like, it seems that same way within a Fortnite space because that's how much like, that's how many of them you have raising arms on social media. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I, I think... I really wish, like this is, by the way, everybody that listens to the show, I have absolutely no influence on what happens in the competitive scene at all. Like, I don't even, Monster has way more connection than I do in this. Uh, and we don't even really talk about this off the show ever. But I, I would love for them to actually be like, hey, we're going to have two different leagues. We're going to create two leagues here. We're going to create this minor league where we have this online world where anybody can play in it because that's what Fortnite is. But then where we're going to put our money now, where we're going to put that World Cup money, is we're going to put it in a league where we, we actually let orgs come in. Let's, let's do an organized league. Let's Ooh, freaking do it. I don't it. think that would ever happen. I would love it, though. I would love it. That's, I, I know it would never happen, but like that's the reality. Like, Nate, go do what he does, where he's really bought in on this online thing, and I agree. Like There is a need for it. There is an opening for this online competitive. Let anybody compete. You know, when they want to let them make money at an early age, I'm totally down for that. But for that high level play where I hear Golden Boy and Monster casting every single game and like going deep on it, like I want that in Fortnite again. And I need, I really do want it, but it, it would have to come with players that know how to handle themselves. And unfortunately, you have to put in an age restriction, which hurts people like Booga, right? Who is an amazing dude who handles himself correctly 99.9% .9 of the time, right? Like, I don't know if he's ever done it bad, but like that, that hurts those kids. But the reality is I'd rather take that opportunity to have them sit aside for a couple years and see very high level play of people that know, Hey, look, this is my job and I'm taking this game for real. I don't bash my boss every time he makes a bad choice. It is a shame that some other people are caught in the, caught in the wind on this one. Like you said, book is a great example of, he was just a good candidate if a stand-up person 
that like, you know, took it all home. Right. And he, he really is a stand up person. There's a, there's plenty of others. Leshy, right. From the EU scene. He's another top tier competitor. He's made a lot of money. Um, he's also one of the younger competitors that just seems to have a better head on his shoulders yeah. than so much more of the community, regardless of age. So there's, there's a bunch of pros out there that do right and do well. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, use this as, Hey, everyone's so bad. And you know, the whole hashtag and stuff like, you know, they're oh, no, also no, no. wrong for doing it, but you know, there's two sides of the coin here for sure. And we definitely sympathize, sympathize with you guys, but it's a matter of just how they just carry themselves. Sometimes it's way out of line. Yeah. And I, I think it just really is summed up from like, you know, our discussion with Cambrick, which is like, if you think Fortnite's dying and you're worried because, Hey man, is the game going to stick around and, and, and still be supported by the devs or whatever? Like, I just want you all to hear like there's a ton of people still playing the game. There's a ton of people, millions of kids that still play and love the game, millions of fans that still love and play the game of all ages. Um, but what I do find really interesting, Monster, is what the effect. I mean, you heard me ask Cambrick, like, what do you think of streamers? He doesn't care if streamers don't play it. But I mean, it is a pretty big deal whenever you have, you know, courage and Dr. Lupo go on the the Courage and Nade Shot show and basically talk about. Hey, this is why we quit Fortnite. I mean, straight line for here's from Courage. He said, I played the game from the moment it released. I still love dot, dot, dot parts of the game, but we'll definitely go, go, still go back to it and have fun. But I will, I would literally go insane if I was to try to play the game the same time I did. Uh, I'm sorry. Insane if I was trying to play the game like I once did in 2018, 2019. Uh, and they go on to talk about it. I mean, even even Lupo says a little bit, you know, it's tough to play the same game every single day, right? It's a struggle. But Lupo goes on to really talk about, like, I would not be where I am without this game, right? Without Fortnite. But when you have big names like Lupo and Courage exit the scene, essentially, and, you know, talk about their departure from Fortnite is how they kind of titled it, I believe. Like, how how do you think that affects players and does that pile on to this problem that we have had that we've been discussing for the past 30 minutes of Fortnite is dying yeah no it plays a huge part people are very uh these people are very influential and then other people are just gonna you know naturally want to follow suit right they follow lead they hear that they're they, they're they're idols essentially walking away from that game it's going to make them be less interested. It just is the truth. We're called influencers for a reason. We like literally influence people day to day. Um, that's just how it is. That's what happens when you grow such a massive fan base. And you can think about it. Courage, Lupo. It's been a while since they were away. But right now, the cool thing is to announce your departure, right? Like everyone's doing it right now. It started with one person, led to another. The next thing you know, once those big names started doing it, so many more jumped on it. And they felt like, the perfect time to do it was now that there's finally more games on the market. So it was just a matter of time, honestly. Do you think that, uh, I mean, for instance, like courage said in this, in the same interview, he says, I would still be very interested in casting Fortnite. Like I'd love to still talk about the game that makes millions of people watch it and play it, but I don't want to play it myself as a caster. And as a fan of the game, I have to ask you this, how do you feel about, casting a game that you don't play uh, i think if you have a passion for the game one there's a there's something about having a passion for casting which you know it's just a it's a drug yeah when yeah, you get yeah. that opportunity like you really just want to hit it and you it, it's one thing to just execute so well like a good casting to execute a good casting just feels really good so i don't blame them for like being like hey listen i don't want to you know 
play with that fire, but hey, I'll snap some photos of it for you because you know, fire in a photo looks beautiful, right? It's it's so right. good to stare at a beautiful flame, but you never want to touch it. Yeah. Right. So I don't blame them for wanna like for not minding being a part um and not wanting to play. I just don't. How how would you feel if people were like if if Monster stopped playing Fortnite and people were like, ah, I don't really want Monster to cast anymore because he doesn't even play the game like I, I, like, do you, would you would you kind of understand that? Would that be like ah acceptable or like to me? I feel like the Overwatch League, for instance, is a prime example of this. They had a ton of talent, great talent that was in that league uh, that was casting. But this year, they let it all go and brought in new talent that they said was you know more dedicated to the game, which really meant it was players of the game. Okay, these were more players of the game uh, than more so than they were just talent, which they had before. You know, they had our boy Golden Boy in there. They had Chris Puckett over there doing stuff, but they're not anymore because they're not necessarily players of the game as much. And they brought in these 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 more core players of the game. Do you do you think we're going to be put in this position, especially as casters, man? Like it's kind of a like inside conversation everybody else can listen to but are we going to put in this position or if we don't play the game if we don't know it like the back of our hand that somebody else is going to take that spot as a caster as a as a you know entrepreneur to go towards the game and create content 100 percent. i think that if a game dev title however someone a third party if you're going to host a tournament you got to find talent that's endemic to the game if you want it to be successful those are the guys that honestly deserve the most opportunity like I'd be bummed if World Cup 2 came around the corner and they were like, hey, Monster, you know what? Sorry, you haven't done enough in the last year or two. When I've like been a super you know, pro advocate yeah. for the game and I, I obviously run a podcast, we do so much for the community, like, I'd be like hurt. Like, dang, that's crazy. You're going to go with you know, like Mr. XYZ for Don't Rocket worry, League. Don't blow up Twitter and cry you know, enough. You'll get it, okay, <laughs> if that happens. But, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, you're yeah. going to choose CS GoCaster number one because yeah. he's number one? Dang, right? Like, that hurts. Yeah. Um. No, Fortnite, I feel like really laid the groundwork for that. Yeah. Choosing casters that are endemic to the, you know, actual roots of the community early on and bringing them up. They did a great job. Epic really did give opportunity for so many. And I was cool with like people like Rocket League or, or uh, Rainbow Six Siege when they take that approach. Like, yes, give it to the people that deserve it. Give it to people that are like rooted into the community because they're going to be the, you know, the most vocal yep. and be supportive of the community first because they love the game. Well, I feel like they also kind of understand the community a lot, right? Like when you're yeah. in the game, you understand the community. I don't know. Like I, there's been a few like, uh, uh, what would you call like hosting performances where like people, you know, they have them come on and host a game. I think this has happened multiple times, like the game awards, right? Before they had Jeff Keighley I mean, do it or whatever. Like, if, like we can use Golden Boy's example here. This guy's a legend. Like he can jump on FIFA yeah, and be yeah, like, yeah. yeah, well, today he's going to kick that ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you do that, right? You know he doesn't know. You know he doesn't know the game that yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But hey, he's gonna do a great job casting, right? Hey, it's one thing to be super talented as a caster. Yeah, it's an, and it's another thing to to be epidemic to to the culture, like you're saying, and to the yep. community. Uh, I I gotta ask you before we get out of here about Valorant, bro. Like, by the way, anybody that wants to turn off the podcast now, thank you so much for your continued support to the Fortnite podcast. We love you. Make sure you send all your complaints directly to Monster at the Fortnite podcast. But if you want to talk about Valorant, stay right here because we're going to talk about it a little bit. All right, man. So this is what happened. I got to tell you, we got we to gotta jump in it. I see Valorant happening. I'm like, man, you know me. I love esports in general. Just as a whole, I love esports, right? So I've watched CSGO for years. I've watched League of Legends for years. I played League of Legends for a long time. I love Fortnite. I love to watch Fortnite comp. Uh, I love Call of Duty. I love to watch Call of Duty comp. 
So, you know, shooters are my, my thing. I love shooters. And then I see this coming out, Valorant, by, you know, obviously by Riot, who I absolutely love. And I've, like I said, I played League at the very beginning. So I've been around that, that community and that culture for a long time, kind of known it. Stayed up, I'll be with it for the most part. Not super into it, but uh, stay, stayed up with what's going on. And then I see Valorant coming out and I'm like, bro, I literally told myself, Monster, if I don't play this game, I'm going to regret it. If I don't play it, I'm going to regret it. So I ordered a new PC. I bought a new PC. It's on. It's coming on its way. But what? in the meantime, in the meantime, <laughs> uh, shout out to my boy uh, Paradox, BR Paradox. If you want to check out all his builds online, awesome dude. I'm, we're gonna have him come on one time and talk about talk about builds and things that you want to get in your gaming PCs. He's also a friend of our of our boy Power GPU. Awesome guys. Um, and I fired up my old PC though. Okay. So this is the story. Fired on my old PC. I'm like, crap, dude, I got to play this game. I got my code in after watching Tim the Tatman for like 35 hours, uh, right? And, and so, so I get my code. I woke up on Saturday morning. I had it. And literally, by the way, I had just seen uh, Rob from Rob Esports from, it used to be with Ghost Gaming. He's with Dark Zone Esports now. Shout out Dark Zone Esports. And he's like, oh, hey, if you, if you want to play, hit me up. Here's my code. And I message him back. I'm like, bro, I'm just waiting for my code. And like right as I hit send, I get my message that I got my code. And I was like, nice. Yeah, like, yeah, jokingly, you know, he, he has some, some pool for me, right? So, uh, but I got my code. I fire up the old PC. I have a GTX 980. For everybody that's out there that's wondering, like, how does this game run? I have DDR3, 16 gigabytes of DDR3 RAM in this old PC. And I... And I first generation iCore i7. So it's like like what an iCore like i5 is today or i3 maybe. Like it's even it's garbage. And but I have a GTX 980 in it. And this game runs like I'm running a 20 2020, bro. Like it literally feels so perfect. So I don't know how they optimize this game so well. And yes, I'm still getting my PC from Paradox, although my old PC still runs it because I want to play other things. But it runs it incredibly well. Uh and I can't believe that. But to me, bro, I jumped in this game. It's my first PC shooter, my first time to play mouse and keyboard. Really dive in, and I've just been loving it, bro. Like I have Dude, just, I, I haven't it. stopped playing either. I'd like it's, it's rare for me to want to play a game when I'm not streaming, but I'm literally like, it's like my guilty pleasure, and I'm like, oh, booting up. Let me, you know, I'm gonna run some game games real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? One more game. Um, it's great. It's a lot of fun. It's new. It's fresh. And just like Fortnite, when it first came out, if you get in now and you learn it, you can keep up. Yeah. And that is probably what I plan to do. Although, if you are a CSGO native or something like that, check it out, guys. You might be really, really good, surprisingly, because a lot of skills transfer over. So that's what I want to talk about. I mean, we could deep dive and talk about the game some other time and about what it does. If anybody wants to know, basically, um, it's like CSGO, if you've seen it. It's a shooter. It's 5v5. Um, you, you, but each character has their has abilities, um, and you're able to use these abilities in a number of different ways throughout the map. And there's different classes like support classes. There's more you know aggro classes, and those are all being defined. Everybody's kind of learning all this together. But what I really thought was interesting is this concept, Monster. Do you think Valorant will actually promote CS:GO pro play? And the reason why Wait. I say this. It's because I can imagine with games that are so close together, like CSGO and Valorant, right? They're so close into what type of game they are, how they work, the economy, like all this stuff is so close to go together that maybe people that overlooked CSGO before and now they see Valorant, they're like, oh, Valorant's not on to watch. 
There's not a big Valorant tournament going on. Maybe I'll just check out the CSGO tournament. Do you think it's going to increase numbers of CSGO viewers? Because now, like, oh, wait, like, the game's a lot more similar. Hey, I can play both these games. Like, do you think there's a world where that actually is, is working? And, and, and do you think that's actually going to happen? I don't think it'll happen in a direct partnership between the two, but I can say it already has happened because... Counter-Strike has been on the rise since the announcement of Valorant. So yes, you're definitely onto that. The uh, interest in first-person shooters has been increased due to Valorant's hype. And yes, more people have been watching and playing CSGO as well. Mainly because, one, they can't get the key as easy as some of us. And right, you know, right. it, it's just a matter of luck right now, being that it's a closed beta. But yeah, no, for sure. When game categories start to do well, it definitely helps the overall category. In this particular instance, First-person shooter, CSGO, and Valorant are so close together that it has made a resurgence for CSGO a little bit as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really interested to see like what happens when we get back to events, right? We get out of this COVID-19 thing that's holding me in this house. By the way, dude, I got to see some people. I got to hug some necks. I got to interview some players. Like, I'm going nuts, bro. I'm, I'm trying to interview my son over here. That's how bad I want to interview people, okay? So, like, it's been nuts. I'm just so ready to get back to it. But when it does, I really, I can't wait to see what happens with valorant and with csgo and and i'd be really interested to see like when csgo events going on are more eyes on them now is the format of what's happening in csgo and tournament wise affecting valorant at all like how do those games talk to each other what do they learn from each other um and i think you know we, we've we've seen even fortnite and apex learn from each other right this revive system this ping system this uh, this ability to drop together like all these different things right uh that have kind of come through other games and, and funnel themselves and usually we say oh they steal it right here in these games there's so much alike i feel like they already stole everything from each other anyways i just want to see how they affect each other here's something interesting which is like funny for anyone that knows csgo and hasn't tried valorant valorant's op is literally called the operator one, that's hilarious that they named the op, the operator. It's like a, a fun play on words. So yes, they are definitely uh, very closely related, even in the right. way they kind of, you know, twisted the wording around for some of the weapons. And also, here's something that's really cool in Valorant that I can see a game like Counter-Strike adopting. Um, in Valorant, you can specifically buy and sell weapons in the same round oh, yeah, yeah. for either teammates or for yourself, which I think is huge. It's a little innovative on the economy structure of the game. And again we can go deep on this uh, a little later but yeah i've been into it i love valorant i think it's a fun game and i've always played csgo too it's just like you know i'm just a gamer at heart so it's good stuff bro the the funniest thing for me that you might not be able to adapt to or maybe you remember this a long time ago but is is i came over to keyboard and mouse right so like i'm figuring this out and my mind is moving quicker than my hands can move. Oh, so like, yeah. <laughs> I know I want to jump around that corner and throw that nade, right? Or whatever it is. But like, I can't, I physically, the muscle memory can't do it. But so I say that in the fact of what's been going through my head is, is what monster, what you said so many times we've talked about key binds and things like that throughout the, throughout the time here on the show is like, it's just muscle memory. Just stick with it. Keep going yep. and it will get through. And like, I'll wake up the next day and I'll be like, oh, wait, I'm holding my shift key and I'm not even realizing it, right? Like I'm, I'm walking or I'm running. I'm not even realizing it. Like those moments. And to me, it is not just Valorant. To me, is also the challenge of learning mouse and keyboard. And for anybody out there that plays console and you have an opportunity to get a PC and go mouse and keyboard, if you like challenges, if that's your thing in your life, do it. It is fun. And I cannot wait till like, I feel like this is my second nature as well. And and you know, playing mouse and keyboard is fun, man. Then then maybe you know, for me, can sweat for me, it up a little bit. 
for me, it's kind of funny now going backwards. I feel that way, right? Like every now and then I pick up a controller and I'm like, oh yeah, dude, like my brain is like, build, ramp, shoot. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> you know, so I definitely feel it. That's crazy, man. It is nuts. Well, we can't get out of here without a tip and a trick from you. So without further ado, let's get over to our tips and our tricks. You ask, do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. All right, Monster, so a lot of things going on. You know, you got, you, got, you got the crazy fake news of Fortnite happening. We got people leaving, you know, saying see you later. But we have Valorant coming, bringing new life to things. All this stuff going on. And we have COVID-19. We're logged out the house. Like I said, I can't even see you. I can't even come hug your neck, man. You know, by the way, hold on. Time out. Can't believe we got to this point without me saying this. Hold up. Uh- you got married, bro. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Like, congratulations. I couldn't even come down there and see you. Like, I'm, I want to, uh, I, I, I literally want to hand deliver you guys a gift. This is, so <sighs> when you do have a reception and you do this, I can't wait. But like, you know, staying, po- there. staying positive is a tough thing right now, man, for everybody, whether it's in gaming, whether it's in life. And I just want to know, like, how are you staying positive? What are some of the things you and your family are doing to, to stay positive, stay uplift, and keep going? Yeah, man. Um, one, go outdoors, just in general. We've been trying our best. I know not necessarily to public places, but we take a little walk around, take the, take the animals for, for a little breeze, and honestly, just taking it one day at a time, guys. You know, not trying to stress out, even in-game or anything like that. Just understand that, hey, take each project one step at a time, and uh, you try and learn, right? Learn and build. That's just pretty much how I stay positive. You don't take anything too serious, but hey, if it's a serious thing, take it one step at a time and you guys will get through it. So that's kind of how I feel my, uh, my take on positivity. Yeah, I know, I know you're like me. You like to do a variety of things. One of the things I've been doing is I built a garden this year. I think just giving nice. yourself something else to do, right? Have an accomplishment. Do something else to feel accomplished. I think the biggest thing is like, we sit at our houses a lot, right? And so- we do the same things. Clean up your dishes, put your dish in the dishwasher, clean them, put them up, cook dinner, go to sleep, right? Like those are repetitive things. But like if you can get in a moment like, hey, you know what? Today I'm going to clean out this closet, right? Like something that's super easy for you to do, maybe something that's super fun, uh, like with your with your family, maybe with your kids, have a challenge. Like, hey, everybody draw your favorite person, right? Like let's all try to do it. doesn't matter what color it is, what what it comes out to be. But like something fun that you can see an accomplishment with is what I would give everybody is like, try to have an accomplishment, something you can see and you can, you can, you can mow your yard, right? And you see it done. You're like, oh, it feels good. Yep. I, I did that. So uh, that's what I would say, man. Stay positive. Keep up. Keep doing something. Keep going. Uh, and always know the best is yet to come. Right? That's, that's always, that's always a good thing, man. The best is yet to come. And man, congratulations, monster. You're bad. I mean, thank you. She, she, you know, she definitely is doing you a favor for sure, right? I mean, locking she's, you down. She's but. the one. She's doing me the favor, man. But I'm it, just, I'm just here to to go with it, man. <laughs> it, it, congratulations to you guys, seriously, um, from the bottom of my heart. I know every listener would probably say this to you too, man. Thank you so much for what you do for us, for the community, and for what your wife does, right? What Alex does, she's amazing too, and supporting you and allowing you to do this and pursue your dream. Hey, we and, should, we, we should do an episode on uh, wives and esports. And we should we'll get man. them on and, and talk their perspectives because we both do a fair amount of travel and stuff like that so that'd be pretty fun yeah although my wife might have a little meaner words might to be say. spicy on it there might you be- go <laughs> hey, man, that's, it's the truth dude <laughs> no nah, but all good man. Come, well congratulations with the hot take yeah it's true it's true congratulations you guys man i hope everybody enjoyed the episode uh I, it's always a great time just to sit down and chat and talk uh send your love over to monster and his wife 
send your love. Like, seriously, everybody, make sure you send love over there. Uh, congratulate them. And as always, until next time, right, Monster? Where can they find you, man, throughout the week? As always, guys, at Monster Deface, YouTube's been popping. Uh, content's at all-time highs. We got more time, people at home. Woo-hoo. So makes me uh, feel motivated. Also, we're putting on the FNCS broadcast this weekend over at the practice server. So we're bringing that comp news to you guys and comp gameplay. So check us out there. Yeah, make sure you guys are checking that out for sure. If you're not, follow Monster Deface at Twitter and you'll get all the links. So make sure you follow him, Monster Deface on Twitter. Myself, Too Loud, where I just retweet what Monster says all the time at two, the number two, L-O-U-D-T-X. And then you can follow us on Fortnite Podcast that also does the same. So we retweet Monster a lot as well. Uh, but as always, guys, and until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Yeah.